This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Learning Unlocked podcast presented by Open Sesame. Taking a deep dive into the global world of learning and development with practical tips and tricks, along with insights from leading brands and the people that make them work. This is Learning Unlocked. Now, here's your host, Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on the Learning Unlocked podcast. My guest this week is George Rogers. He is the Chief Culture Officer for Lighthouse Research and Advisory. You can find more about them at LHRA. George, thanks for joining me on the Learning Unlock podcast. How are you? I am doing great. I appreciate it. Uh, the opportunity to join you on this podcast and uh, looking forward to a conversation with you. Yeah, let's start. I always like to give our listeners a little background on the guest. What led you to this job? What was your path that kind of led you to say, you know, this is this is where I want to be right now? You know, all my life, uh, Ryan, I've, I've been connected with people. It's what I do. It's what I love. Uh, for 14 years, actually, a lot of people don't know this about me, but for 14 years, I was a pastor. So I did 10 years as a youth pastor huh. um, from Indiana uh, all the way down to uh, good old Huntsville, Decatur, Alabama. And um, so having a passion for people, uh, loving the the, the, the the leadership aspect of it, uh, growing that culture and, and creating an all-in uh, mindset has really been my passion uh, since I was a youth. Um, and so it's something I've always done. I connected with Ben Eubanks, a good friend of mine, several years ago, and we just kind of really connected together. Um, and, and I joined the Lighthouse Research and Advisory Team uh, about a year ago. Um, technically, uh, we've been connected ever since and, and doing his, uh, you know, HR summer school, uh, which we got a nice event coming up next week. But we've been connected for a while. And it's just at the end of the day, it's it's about people. And I enjoy uh, seeing the growth and development of people and also really um, spotlighting uh, things in the workplace um, that, that comes from leadership, culture, the DNI, uh, and, and even belonging uh, aspect of things as well. I think this is the question that every company has. What are the traits of a good leader? Uh, so for me, uh, leadership begins with self-leadership. So when I hear the question, what is leadership and what does it take to have, uh, whether the traits of leadership, um, I always start with the question of how well are you leading you, right? So are you leading the life you love? And because I believe the life is the sum of how well we lead ourselves. Um, and that really truly begins the root of how well are you, am I leading me? The four questions I think about uh, when I think about me leading myself is who am I? Do I have an identity? Uh, because if I'm trying to lead somebody else, and, and towards something. What is the vision? What do I look like? What, wh where do they want to be? So I always ask myself, who am I? 
what do I want? Where am I going? And who do I want to be when I get there? Um, the, there's a difference between living your life, right? And leading your life. So I believe leadership, we must first start with leading ourselves. And then when we talk about what is the foundation of leadership, my thought process is different. John Maxwell, who I believe uh, is the you know one of the greatest, if not the greatest uh, man on earth when it comes to leadership, the wisdom that he has, the books, obviously, um, he's been doing this for several years. And so he always says leadership is influence. And I truly believe that. I believe all leadership, whether it's good leadership or bad leadership, there is a level of influence. I define leadership a little bit differently with three words. I believe leadership is an example of love, grace, and trust, right? So leadership, we must love those who are around us. We must be filled with grace uh, and, and be able to show that. But also when, when you tap back into what I said in the beginning, you know, leadership and self-leadership is is that same thing. So how well am I loving myself, showing myself grace and trusting myself? Because those are the same traits that I would need to do for those who are next to me uh, that I am also leading and impacting. George, two to three years ago, leadership in the corporate world mostly came in an office environment. Now we're working hybrid. We're working remote. How are you helping leaders lead when they're not in the office? They're not in person with their employees on a daily basis. That's a, that's a great question uh, because we've all right since 2020 we've all had to adapt. And I think uh, when you talk about traits and characteristics, leadership is 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 adaptability. You got to be able to adapt right. uh, to your circumstances, and even more so uh, with remote work. I think uh, when it comes to leadership in remote, the first thing that you must do. Uh, in any type. I call it the ships, right? We have leadership, we have relationships, we have business ships, uh, any type of ship in order for it to move in the direction that everybody together wants to move. It must first have communication. The communication is the most effective thing. Without it, there's all kinds of problems. But at the end of the day, the root of all problems has to bury around, are we communicating effectively? And so with that, when you think about communication, um, I always think about, I had a, a young person on my team before, Brian, and, and I could not connect. Uh, and then I realized that it was a, it was literally a spit image of who I was back in t- 2000. Hmm. I struggled. I struggled with communication. It wasn't necessarily that I struggled with it. I couldn't connect to my leader at the time. And the problem was, is that he and she, they were ver- uh, verbal, right? Confrontation, whether it's good or bad. I could not receive that and I would just shut down. And so when we talk about communication and how to be effective in that remote work, you got to be able to speak the language of your team. So understanding how does Brian communicate? How does George communicate? Uh, how, how is that? Do they do better with a written confrontation that leads them to the verbal meeting? Uh, do they need to be prepared for that? Are they communicating visually, right? Everybody's jumped on Zoom or meets, uh, you know, team meetings and things of that nature virtually. How do they interact? And so learning how to communicate, I believe, is the foundation for all remote uh, access, whether that's visual communication, uh, written communication, verbal communication. Uh, and it's sometimes it's important as we're remote to still get together at some point. There's nothing better uh, than face-to-face interaction. It doesn't have to be every day, once a month, bi-weekly, but whatever it is, I think the heartbeat has to be get together with your team and uh, figure out how we together can communicate with each other. That's the foundation of where to start remote. More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Diversity, equity, and inclusion continues to be a top priority for businesses everywhere. 
Open Sesame has created a survey that will give you insight into where your organization stands on diversity. Aside from being educational, this survey is a powerful tool to help you understand areas of improvement and spark conversations about strategies for creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace. After you take the short survey, you'll get access to Open Sesame's DEI Toolkit, an online hub where you can find additional resources. Visit opensesame.com today to start your survey. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. All right, you're the chief culture officer. I hear more and more of these jobs popping up in organizations. They didn't exist 5, 10, 15 years ago where companies were really focusing on the culture of their organization. So, George, again, here's the, the big question. What lends to a healthy culture in an organization? What are the traits that you need to have to have a healthy organization? That's a good question. Um, I believe uh, when it comes to culture, you must identify you know, what that is to you, right? So for me, when you say, what is a good culture in the workplace? I identify culture in the workplace as how your team, your employees uh, believe, behave, um, and think most of the time, right? How are they engaged how are they acting when you're not around as a leader? Because what we do know, especially through the pandemic and the shutdown and remote work, is that a lot of people now have found out who they have uh, are and who they want to be. Um, and so when it comes to culture and, and really the workplace culture, we're no longer looking for that culture fit, right? That's a red flag. Nobody wants to fit in anymore. We're looking for people who can add to the culture of our workplaces. And that really is defined by how people behave, thinking. Uh, and believe most of the time in their, their workplace. Um, and the best way to do that is to involve them. Stand engaged, once again, communicating, um, identifying how to connect with them um, on their level. Um, and really, you know, I put it at the end of the day is you want to have a great culture. You got to allow your team to bring their soul to work. What is it that they are passionate about? And how do we connect that to the vision of the company to do good in the world, right? And so it's, you know, for us, um, we have a in culture good. We have what's called my good, which is, you know, we allow our team to, you know, find something that they're truly passionate about. Give them an hour, a year, a quarter, whatever your company can do to let them focus on something they're passionate about. For me, I would say I want to donate an hour of my time to a boys and girls club. I, I just truly love to give back to the next generation. And then we have our good. So every department can do something together for an hour or two, or maybe it's a day, and they go out and do something that they collectively agree to do. So let's say we all have animals and we love animals and we go out and to the Humane Society and or, or to a local uh, vet and, and just spend uh, our time there giving back to them and serving them any way they need. Um, and then the big good is the company. This is something that everybody's involved in. Um, you know, TCC of Verizon all over over the last couple of weeks have given away thousands of backpacks. That's the hour good in that company um, and the big good in that company. So really connecting their passion, their soul to the workplace creates a culture of good. Yeah, I mean, I, I love those examples. Do you have any others? Um, you know, I've heard everything from like, OK, people are doing yoga for an hour a day. Companies are sending people lunch once a week. Um, it really seems like the health and welfare of the employee is being taken into consideration more so than ever before. Correct. Correct. And I think it's important uh, when you think about it, uh, because, you know, whether it's mental health, whether it's, you know, the, the, the diversity and inclusion and, and really giving a sense of belonging, 
um, companies realize uh, for, for the first time in a long time that uh, team members and employees really um, are seeking that it's not always about money. It's about, you know, what can I get from this company and how can I belong? How can I feel connected and not just another number? And so the, the employers are really uh, seeking a way to really connect with them. Um, and part of that connection is, hey, what what works for you? What what keeps you thriving? What really uh, keeps you connected um, in the workplace? And so you see uh, companies that that are doing more, uh, you know, PTO days uh, and uh, giving uh, that remote access. Um, our, our we we have a company here in Nashville, uh, Springfield, Tennessee, uh, S3 Recycling Solutions. Every Thursday at 10:30, everybody in the company huddles together, and, and it's literally the CEO decided. I just want to make people laugh and have a good time for 10 to 15 minutes. We'll stop business and we're just going to talk. If anybody has anything to share, it's just a quick huddle. And then the, they pays for everybody's lunch. It's those small things uh, of just really taking work. It, it's serious, but sometimes we just want to have a good time. Sometimes we need to detach from the stress that can be work, uh, you know, as much as possible. Um, and doing some small things, uh, you know, filling up gas uh, randomly for an employee that, that we know that drives hmm. or maybe are struggling. So it's it's those small things that make a huge impact because at the end of the day, we as leaders, as we talked about in the beginning, if we're wanting to connect with people and grow people, we got to connect on lo- their level. So what really speaks to them? Uh, what really moves them? What really motivates them? And, and be a part of that movement. Be a part of that impact in their life. Something else that's really uh, popped up in the last couple of years is the great resignation. More people yep. are resigning and and saying, you know what, Uh, this work thing doesn't make as much sense for me or unless I can find it done the way I want it, whether it's remote or hybrid, um, it doesn't make sense for me. So the emphasis on retaining employees is more important than ever. Do you have some hints out there? I mean, I know you've just talked about how to create a healthy culture, but you know, literally just retaining companies because I'm seeing a lot of companies where they invest in the employee and, you know, put all these resources into the employee and then the employee leaves. And, and that's a lot of time and effort and energy that's lost. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, at Lighthouse Research and Advisory, uh, some data that we recently just pulled, um, it states that employees who feel like they belong, that they are connected in the workplace, are five times more likely to say they would recommend their employer as a place to work. Hmm. Right. And so... Uh, when it comes to being connected in the workplace, and I believe your biggest marketing voice, your biggest recruiter, when it comes to uh, hiring, really is an internal. What are your if your employees are speaking, your employees are are loving what they do and who they're doing it with, they are five times more likely to open up their mouth and share that with people. Just think about that, the impact that it makes when people are connected within the workplace, and so. Um, when you have those small things, uh, it makes a huge impact uh, with how people react and how people uh, have a sense of belonging in the workplace, how they feel included, uh, even in that aspect uh, from that. Uh, some of the, the, the other data that we, we looked at um, was in that, that technology stack and in that uh, you know, process of hiring and what candidates are looking for. The number one priority for candidates in the hiring process um, uh, was really impacted on the diversity side. And, and for instance, research uh, showed that, you know, women uh, were uh, less likely to, uh, to, to not advocate uh, for themselves 
uh, which leads to, you know, some of the changes and how, you know, they perceive in the hiring process. Um, and so when it comes to those things, a lot of things take place. You know, what is what does the salary look like? That thing um, has become a spotlight, making sure salary is exposed in the hiring practices um, and retention. But overall, when it comes to keeping people, um, when they feel like they belong, they'll stay. It's no longer about how much money I'm making. It's really how am I going to be connected? Do I feel like I belong and I'm included in this workplace? More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Open Sesame helps companies develop the world's most productive and admired workforces. How? By having the most comprehensive catalog of e-learning courses from the world's top publishers, publishers like TED and Harvard. And having courses that cover learning topics like diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership development, safety and compliance, and wellness. Try a course for free today by visiting opensesame.com backslash course of the week. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. Cross-generational workers, we're seeing more of that as well, right? So you've got people who are a little more senior, and then you've got the really young people. And again, they're not in the same office. The mentorship is a little bit more difficult because you're doing it more times than not remote or hybrid. What are you observing uh, with cross-generational workforce? Um, You know, with that, and I'll be honest, uh, I would tag my buddy Ben on that, that question. What I believe um, on the cross-generational workforce, um, really, um, it's it, I, I feel like it's changed a lot, right? I think some of it's uh, what what I used to do, what my kid may do. I you know went to uh, my son's school yesterday, and he had a passion to speak and do some of the similar things. Yesterday, I saw a picture of him that now he wants to be a movie producer. Uh, and so I think a lot of it's changed, and I think it's a driving force of technology. I think it's a driving force of social media, the generation that's coming now. Um, it, it's more tech driven than ever. Um, and so I think there's a lot of changes there uh, based on what, you know, what comes from one generation to the next. All right. Before I let you go, I know Lighthouse Research and Advisory has some great courses available on Open Sesame. Um, do you want to throw out some of the topics that you guys cover on your courses? Sure, sure. So some of the things that we've done uh, just recently, uh, I spoke on In My Shoes, if you if you for those who may know me that's listening, I, uh, I'm i very passionate about shoes. I have a few shoes, uh, too many maybe. And some <laughs> uh, so you can find on Open Sesame, you can find uh, my live webinar, I believe it was hosted on August 11th. Yes. Um, and it's really talking about shifting the mindset uh, and shifting the mindset in the, the workplace. Um, so I discussed there why living the life uh, you love is essential to effective leadership and really where to start shifting the mindset. A lot of people change. Uh, the challenges are with the, the initiating the change portion, right? Change is awesome. Change is good. But sometimes it can be challenging at the same time. So we talk a little bit about that as well as some of the recent data uh, in the role of leadership and how it's really accelerate in the DNI and B space. And so you can check that one out. 
as well as uh, the great uh, you know resonation. I know Ben has been speaking a lot on that and the the tech and the tools and the, what the data says on that. So feel free. Open Sesame has those uh, in their uh, in their, their portfolio. You can check those out as well. Yeah. One more question for you before I let you go. I mean, you talk about change. If someone's listening to this and they work for an organization, they're having a really difficult time making change in their organization. What's the fastest way to implement change? The fastest way to implement change? I always believe stakeholders uh, have to be a part of that change. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe it starts at the top. If leadership does not embody the change uh, of the company, uh, whether that's a culture change, whether that's a system process change, whatever that change is, it must first be embodied by the leadership because I don't believe there can be uh, change without buy-in, right? And so uh, you must have that lifestyle. And I believe it's, it's, it's the whole adage that I've been saying for a while, you're either living a lie or you're living a lifestyle. You're either faking the change or it's really a change, but it first starts at the top because behavior is contagious. And so when you when you're breaking that down, it's it's really uh, it's really becoming the the man in the mirror, right? The woman in the mirror being what you want those people uh, on your team to be. All right, this is your hardest question of all. You're a shoe guy. What's your favorite shoe in your shoe collection? <laughs> oh, that is a difficult one. You know, I always say my last shoe is my favorite shoe. <laughs> uh, and I literally, I literally just got a pair of shoes. Um, uh, just this week, uh, and I'll be I actually on our uh, live webinar Wednesday, uh, HR Summer School uh, field trip version with Ben Eubanks. Uh, I, I'll be showing a pair of shoes uh, that actually has something to do with a very uh, special uh, supporter of ours. Uh, this young lady, uh, she's always on our, our, our site. She, anything this right here, this podcast, she's going to be there to comment, I believe, and, and sharing. I'm confident in that. So I got a very special shoe. I don't want to go into details, but I'll say this. It has a hint of New York. It has a hint of Africa. Uh, so that would be my favorite shoe. After that, I will probably say uh, I have a very special pair of Nikes that the toe of the shoe uh, is very clear. It's like a plastic clear. So it's very, you can see the socks that I wear. So you got to have nice socks with these shoes. <laughs> um, and uh, most pair of shoes are, I call them my transparency shoes, right? Because you can literally see what you see is what you get. So if I don't have any socks on, you see my toes. Uh, if I have socks on, you'll see what they look like. So that's another favorite uh, pair of mine. The ultimate favor is a pair of just plain white Nikes. That's what they look like. But they actually, uh, each piece of the shoe tears apart. So it's Velcroed. And so I can have it all white or I can take it apart and it be black. Um, Nike sent me some patches so I can make it orange. I can change different portions of it. So I carry those shoes around. I bought them because I needed a pair of white shoes for an event. When I got them, I never wore them in two years because they were very special. So when I go to speak about in my shoes, that's the pair of shoes that I always have with me because it represents diversity. It represents unity. It represents what looks like one thing can really change. And all we need to do is together come together and we'll be able to walk together and make an impact and do good uh, in this world. I love it. George Rogers, Chief Culture Officer for Lighthouse Research and Advisory. You can find them online at lhra.io. George, thanks so much for joining me on the Learning Unlocked podcast. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Learning Unlocked, presented by Open Sesame. Download this and every episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learning Unlocked is produced by Griggs Productions.